0: Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome back to the Graceful of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. I am super excited to continue on with our No Greater Sacrifice series, sharing the stories of military children whose loved ones were critically wounded or fallen in action. I hope you find inspiration from these scholars that just because a traumatic situation may happen, you're still able to achieve your hopes and dreams. Hi Amari, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Hi. Um I'm doing I'm doing okay. How are you? How have you been since the last time we spoke?
0: I've been doing good. Like recovering from the DC trip and that was amazing. So yeah, how about you? I
1: guess I really Ever since I got back, I still haven't even gotten a rest. Um, I don't know if you knew, but my mom recently broke her ankle. Oh man! And my, yeah. So and my parents are moving, and so it's just been hectic around here lately. So
0: yeah, I can imagine. So tell me a little bit. Speaking of your mom, tell me a little bit about your mom and your stepdad and their service in the military.
1: So yeah, it's my, my mom, my, my stepdad, and my, my dad, they they all served. Um, my mom was first in the Air Force and then later the Army, and my dad was in the Army. My stepdad was first in the Army and then later the Marines, and I always joke that he never claims the Army because you know how the Marines are. Like, he would, ne- he would never say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what... Uh, What were their jobs in the military, and the service? What were they doing? Um, I believe my dad
1: was like a rigger, a parachute rigger. Um, My mom in the Air Force, I I can't quite remember, but in the Army, she was um, a paralegal. My stepdad, I'm really not sure. Um, I know he saw like quite a bit of combat though, but I, yeah, he doesn't really talk much
0: about it. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for some people to talk about it because of what they've seen, what they did, the experiences they've had.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I understand. So, you know, I never like I never push him on it or, or anything like that. So
0: what were your experiences as a military child done with three parents in the service?
1: Yeah, honestly, um, you know, there there were challenges, but I remember loving it like I actually miss moving and meeting new people and like, you know, the excitement of waking up early for a road trip or something like that. Um, I just, I've I've always felt really grateful for the experience that I had growing up the way that I did. Um, And like, I always tell people, it actually feels strange to me to stay in a place too long. Like, I'll, I'll look at the calendar, I'll look at my watcher, I'm like, isn't it, I should be moving. Like, it's, <laughs> it's time to go. Why am I still here type of thing, you know?
0: And that you get so used to moving, so used to where it becomes a habit and you're like, okay, it's been, you know, two years, we're not moving, why aren't we moving?
1: Right, like something's wrong. Like Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's like a different... I don't know there's something different where it's like you're stable for one in one area for so long you're like okay I can get used to this but this still feels kind of weird. Yeah. And it's then strange. once you're moving you're like this is normal.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know that's like all I knew. Um yeah. You know, so like my parents retired in high school or like they were in that process. It was a very long process for for both of them. Um and so like, for me, the long, the pla- the longest place I, I had been was um, when we moved back to Georgia for high school for me. Um, and prior to that, like, I had never been in a place for like longer than, I don't know, like two years or something like that. And it was strange because I usually am like, so used to preparing like to say goodbye to people, you know, or like, or even just being around other people who are moving so often. Um, yeah. but at the time, you know, I was, I was, we weren't on base, like, so I was going to a civilian high school and, um, it was strange for me to realize, like, maybe I should start to settle in and, <laughs> and make some like lasting connections with people, you know?
0: Yeah. And especially that transition of, you know, a DOD based high school or any type of school where you're like. Constantly on your toes of who's moving next or right. where are you going and then transferring into a school where you don't really move. It's such a, a change and it's hard to make those connections because you're always used to someone moving.
1: Right. And like looking around, everybody went to school together for like their whole lives. Like so they knew each other in preschool, right? Like are their parents knew each other and their siblings knew each other and their, their you know, their siblings like they would have teachers and I I, I would see t- my my um, teachers talk to my friends being like, You're so and so's brother, aren't you? Like they can just tell. And like Yeah. I'd never I would never I and I I will never have an experience like that. Namely because like or you know, firstly I'm the oldest of five kids, but even even like with with, without that, like, that that just would not – that's not something that I've ever gotten to experience, you know?
0: Yeah, and moving, you know, they do have these friendships and you end up becoming more or less friends with your teachers that it's like, okay, I might be going into middle school now, but I'll come back and visit you. Exactly, like, exactly. You know, yeah. I still have connections with one of my teachers, but then it's at the same point weird because – I knew her for not even a full school year where she would have known me for 12 years if we were in a regular situation that wasn't military life.
1: Right, right. And, you know, sometimes I, I do, like, if there's, if there's, like, anything that I feel like I missed out on, it would be something like that. Like, just know, like, having... Because you can still have, like, lasting connections and good, authentic, genuine connections. Like, living as a military brat, I just feel as though they take a lot more work and effort on all sides. Um, Being that people are constantly moving and relocating and, like, there's always... You just, you really have to make more of an effort to stay in contact as opposed to, like... Growing up living in the same town, and your parents and your parents' parents lived in that same town, and everybody like sees each other at Walmart, you know, like yeah, it's a bit, it's 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 I don't want to say like easier, it maybe just like less complicated to like maintain those like lasting relationships that I do feel like I always wanted. Like uh, I always had this image in my mind of like living next door to my my best friend, like growing up next door, Yeah. and like having the little like cans with the strings attached to them and like throwing it into <laughs> our windows like I don't know where I got that but like you know like I always wanted that and you know I would like we haven't we've bought we've only owned like our own or I guess where we're living now this is a this maybe the, no this might be like our third home my, my point being like every house that I grew up in was owned by the government right like
0: and, yeah it was temporary. exactly exactly
1: so I was you know I've never had like my best friend next door, we grew up together for years and like went through different stages of life together or anything like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Your best friend's always like, you know, you meet these best friends at wherever you're stationed and then you move, they move, whatever. Yeah. And then your best friend's like states away, sometimes countries away. And you have to, you have to put in that work to keep your friendship and it's hard.
1: It is. It's hard, and it can be like I don't know if draining is the right word, but like I said, it's 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 different from like walking out of your front door and like being able to see your friend, you know. Exactly. You have to like schedule things. Like
0: <laughs> scheduling is hard. <laughs> it is, especially with different time zones. Yes, yes,
1: and I know. I know you know this. Like with your podcast, like yes, it's stressful.
0: Yeah, because I've recorded with people, you know, all I'm on the East Coast. I've recorded with people on the West Coast and it's like, okay, we wanna do three o'clock, okay, is it three o'clock your time or three o'clock my time? Like what are we doing?
1: And with the West Coast? Or like I'm even thinking about like Texas, just how big it is. Yeah, one hour away. Yeah, like and there's just <laughs> you there's so much the the time differences really affect a lot in and- Yeah you know, especially when when you're talking about, like, living in a foreign country, like, you know, someone's going to be losing sleep if you want to. Yeah, you
0: know. I know. I recorded with um, Ashlyn. She was on a couple weeks ago and she was actually in Germany mm. when we recorded the episode. So we recorded where it was afternoon at my time and then it was night, her time. So it was like, it's weird getting those I guess timings where it works for both of us but you know, it's just so weird.
1: It is. It's it's difficult and it just takes a lot on everybody's part to sort of bridge all these different gaps and but you know, even still I I I don't I wouldn't trade growing up the way that I did. I, just, I thought it was so fun like it was exciting and
0: where did you get to live
1: I got to live so I um I was born in Atlanta but I I like grew up or you know I I think we moved when I was like five or something but I, we lived um the first base I remember living on was um, Fort Bidding which is in Columbus Georgia and then we moved to Fort Jackson which is in south carolina and then we moved to fort drum which is in new york and we moved to um, Mannheim in germany um after that we moved i think we moved to another base i think k-town which is also in germany um or, or, yeah, well, okay, we, 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 we <laughs> it's,
0: it's hard to, so hard to
1: remember, it is, it is, um, <laughs> we, yeah, the, so the first, we first lived in Mannheim, and then after that, we moved off base in Germany, we were still in Germany, in, um, Brookmuhlbach, Misau. Um, I couldn't really tell you, like, <laughs> like, if that's east-west, <laughs> I don't know you know yeah um and then we moved to K-Town Kaiserslautern after that we moved to uh, Fort Bliss in El Paso Texas um and then after that we moved back to Georgia yeah I think that I think that was it
0: you've had your fair share of moving I did I wish I got to move more like I
1: know that's like a, such a weird thing but I really do <laughs>
0: Yeah, I got to move twice, and I'm like, I missed out on so much. Yeah,
1: but the thing is, you know, there's still so much life ahead of us, and like, it's 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 you know, it's different when you're like moving with your family and like packing up your whole life, and you still have grade school to go through. But I
0: don't know about you, but I definitely plan to do a lot of
1: traveling, like just.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I didn't get to travel the world with the military, so I'm gonna travel the world. You know, by myself if I have to. Um, what was it like living in Germany? You were there for quite a quite some time, it seems.
1: Well, yeah, I think we were there for like three years. So we just—it was like one of those things where we moved every year in Germany. Yeah. Um, I loved it, um, as like just as a culture. I felt like they were. It's it's a very like peaceful, quiet, clean. Uh, country I think some of it um, I don't want to sound like an educator on culture uh, uh, historically speaking but based off of what I remember and what I was told like some of it was because they like they don't they don't want to sort of have like a a, a repeat of the Holocaust. So they're, they're they're just a very like chill country now. Well, you know, and when I was there now there's a lot going on, but when I was there, it was, it was just a very nice um, place to be, even as like a, I was in like middle school at the time. So, you know, I'm just not coming into my own. And my mom is like allowing me to go on a train by myself with my friends. And, um, I, I don't know if we lived in the States, um, if she were to allow me to do that, but I just remember, I I remember having so much freedom, even in middle school. Um, you know, it, it wasn't even just like, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of it was the fact that we lived on base, which is another thing that I miss, just like that sense of security you feel. And like, you know, you just, you know, you know the base, like, you know, that's your world, you know? Um, but yeah, I remember um really really appreciating the location of germany because my family and i you know we're because of like the way germany is situated you can travel to like all these other countries and it's not it's not long it's not hard it's not a hard drive or anything like that so i remember we traveled so much and like we got to try all these different foods and like just do i i'm a big i love eating like (laughs) everyone does I know like but like when it comes to traveling like you know I'll sightsee like I like to I can appreciate beauty but if I have to like pick one thing it would be like eating my way through the world like yes I don't need to go on like excursions or go to museums I I will learn through the food (laughs) but (laughs) that's what I got to do a lot of like because we lived in Germany and you know we went to like Paris and Prague and Turkey and all these places and like we went on maybe at least one cruise um throughout Europe that was I think that was my first cruise in my life and like I just remember just feeling so grateful and like fancy and like you know it, it was great especially I I always think about how my my parents had me when they were like 17 18 like my life could have been a lot different if it weren't for the military, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's really why they joined, um, because they, you know, they just wanted to provide for me and later my other siblings. So, but yeah, you couldn't, no one could tell me anything. Like I felt, I felt like I was living, I was living life, like growing up. royalty. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed myself, um, As a military brat, and like I've, I still like I take so much pride and joy in like calling myself that, or like feeling, you know,
0: yeah, it's definitely, it sounds like a derogatory term saying military brat, but it's like a badge of honor.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. It's like you know, it's like a little, it's a little club, and I, my mom has to remind me just how little of the population can call themselves that. Yeah. Um, I don't even, I, I, I don't know the numbers, but when she reminds me, I'm like, whoa, like, and I guess I can, you know, just thinking about or thinking about being back on campus and how I think I met one person whose mom was in the service, but it wasn't like a big part of her life and she doesn't call herself a military brat. Like, you know, so I just, you don't even like meet people who get that culture, you know?
0: yeah and even when you meet someone who's a military brat, it's like you don't even talk about that at first and you Mm-mm. it may be months or years until you realize that you have that in common,
1: yeah, especially you know if you're not when you're like outside of the the space of being on base and different things like that, you know it becomes like a i think a secondary thing for a lot of people um Cause like even me like I've learned <clears throat> that people just don't know what it what it is or what it means.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So it was really nice to be around people back in DC and to meet yes. you and your family and like how just the I don't even know how many times we've said military brat just in this short span that we've talked. now. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it and I I like miss you know referring to myself in that way you know.
0: Yeah, and you know that DC trip it was like. There were maybe, like, 10 of us there, but it's, like, a community within the 10 of us we had not met before, and then, you know, you can have conversations with these people like you've known them forever.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I miss that. I miss that so much. Like, there's just, like, an assumed understanding because of, like, different life experiences that we all share, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I just not to sound like cheesy, but I do. I just find it beautiful. Like, yeah,
0: because
1: it is hard growing up the way that we did. Like. Um, That's a hard life to live as a child. Children need stability. Most most people, <laughs> just humans their in own general, need stability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we we didn't have none of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> None of that. I guess. I guess you could say we we found stability in the instability.
0: Yes. <laughs> like, Having like many moves, and you know, a parent deployed. How do you find stability in that?
1: Actually I, I, you know, I still don't even know. It's yeah. like, I think living on base, especially that they, they find ways to keep the kids entertained. Like another yeah. thing that I miss. Is like the the teen centers, or I'm not sure. They, I think they they called them different things, like at different bases that I was on. But you know, like those little after school places, or like the little clubhouses that you could go to. And I remember those being so fun, and like loving the people that worked there. And they always just had just I don't, like excursions and different trips and things for us to do. Um, like I miss that like that sense of um like you could just trust sending your kids there or like i'm bored i would go there on the weekend like you know like there there was always something safe and like comfortable to do like and it's it's like hard to find a space like that off base like you know i don't have children i yeah. i do have four younger siblings but i do know that it's hard finding like childcare or just some place to keep your your kids, like, like locked in mentally and, like, engaged. Like, but when you live on base, everything is there. I know. Everything is there. I miss – it's like a little, you know, a little mini world, like a community, and you just don't find that outside of it.
0: And I think it's so special, like, those – I mean, anything on base, the majority of – the people running base are civilians. Like you look at the schools, teachers are mostly civilians. Like those teen centers, they're mostly civilians running it. Yeah. But they care so much about these kids, where they understand us. They yeah. They they probably never lived the military child life, so they don't fully fully understand it. But they've lived enough that they can understand w- who we are, more or less. Yeah. Like, I remember going, um, when I lived in Germany, there were, like,
1: um, like local German people that would work there. Um, I, like, I think some of them had ties to, like, the U.S. military, but not all of them did. Like, I don't even know, like, all of their stories. You know, like I said, I was in, like, sixth grade, so... I just I didn't like ask that many questions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I'm not gonna like do a whole background check, but I did feel like they were like trustworthy individuals. But looking back, I remember like like they lived off base, like they they grew up in Germany, but they were like family, and they yeah they didn't have any really like ties to the to the military. Now that I think about it, but they still felt. I don't know just like a part of the, the community and I always I always think about those people there that like really made me feel like the teen center or whatever was um like my second home like just the way that you like walk in there you, you just you feel safe you know
0: yeah I think that's on base in general Yeah, exactly, exactly. Going through security, knowing that only people with the little ID cards were allowed in, like, it makes you feel safe. Yeah, it does.
1: Uh, I do miss it.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about kind of your transition, I guess, out of base when your parents retired and how that kind of felt, how that transition was.
1: Yeah. Um, Let me think. So, yeah. So the last space we lived on that was um, Fort Bliss in El Paso. Then we moved back to Georgia. Yes, yes. Okay. So I moved. I think like the second semester of my freshman year of high school. So that was weird. You know, to have to like yeah. come into a high school where everybody's already gotten started. Um, like, never, you know, it, I also was going to a school where everyone, like I said, grew up together and knew each other. So, but um, yeah, so that, that was, that was difficult. That was hard to come in. And, um, you know, it's the second semester. I'm the new girl once again, but this time in high school. And like, that is challenging. It's um, hard
0: because, you know, in high school, these people have known each other for nine, 10 years. And then yeah. you're trying to like, get your way in Find your way.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that would have already been the case, but I was also, I came late in the school year and I was also transitioning into a school that just wasn't great. Um, and it was like, um, you know, so the second semester, this is like Christmas break winter. And this, so this is in Georgia, right. Where if there's like flurries, like a little bit of ice on the road, the whole state shuts down. <laughs>
0: That's the same so way Texas also,
1: is. I know they're, they're just, they're not, they're never prepared for any, like the slightest bit of snow. People yes. act like they can't drive. Like, I know it's, it's hilarious to watch because, you know, I used to, I, I used to live in um, upstate New York yeah. for drum where the only time we would miss school, if it were snowing, was if the snow was covering your house,
0: right? <laughs> and you were prepared for the snow at all times. Yeah. Like if the snow wasn't covering your window,
1: then you're still going to school. But here, so I just, like I was already coming late and then we also ended up having so many snow days. Um, and I just, yeah, I wasn't really learning a lot. Like it was just, it was, yeah, it, it was not a good school. And it was um, definitely like a new environment, um, like socially for me so that was challenging and it was weird because um so we moved back to the town that I lived in while my mom was deployed so at this time um my dad my brother and I moved back to this town where my mom was deployed to be closer to family so my dad could have help with us so at this time, we we'll when my mom was first deployed, I think I had like two weeks left of fourth grade or something like that. So I, but I did, and I finished fifth grade there. So I, I, I remember kids there that I met, um, you know, that I was friends with. So then, like ten years or however many years later, I moved back for high school, and I see some of them, and that I, I've, I've, I realize now, like what I was dealing with was social anxiety. But that was weird too, to sort of like, I've I've like moved all these times and like met all these different people and to come back and, you know, my friends from like fifth grade were still there together. Yeah. Um, And I expected to just slip right back in and be friends with them again. Um, and that turned out to just not be the case. And that was painful for me um it was also just hard for me to sort of understand that they also had these lives that went on while I was gone
0: right
1: um you know like I I knew that but I, I don't think that I like truly like internalized it so I I just thought that I would be I would have my my friends again from fifth grade um but you know we're all different people and they're There are all these little things behind the scenes that I just didn't hear about because I had been gone and moving like for so long. And uh, so that was just challenging because I thought that I'd be able to rely on on them in that connection. Um, But, you know, it it was basically like we were strangers.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you know, you may have been friends with them for so long and then you move because the military life takes you somewhere else and then you come back and they're like, you left us. Like, why would you want to be friends with us still? You just packed up and left. Yeah. I, and
1: I, you know, we actually like really haven't had deep conversations about it. Um, And like, you know, like I said, they're, they don't, they're not military. So they just,
0: it's hard to understand yeah the fact that we move all the time or we go through some different things and it's hard to accept that even too
1: yeah for sure and like it's hard to like i'm i'm still trying to find like the words and the vocabulary and the language to like explain my experience but you know freshman year fresh high school freshman amari like and my my peers, like I know we, I know it was difficult to, to attempt to like break down the ways that we were feeling. Yeah. Um, and I, I there was also a moment I saw another friend from fifth grade, and she said she made like a comment like, "Oh, Mara, you look these, you look the same," and. Like, in like, I, you know, maybe if I were like 30 or four or something, I'd be like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> like, as, a, as a high schooler, it's like, no, I don't want to look like I'm nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I look the same. <laughs> and, you know, cause they, they looked grown up, like they looked cool or whatever, yeah. but I was still like.
0: So a, a little, Mari. I don't know. Well, and it's hard once you've moved, you know, ten different times, and to come back and hear, oh, you look the same. Like, mm-hmm. what? What did you expect? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, like what? What is that? What does that mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did you want me to come back looking completely different? Yeah,
1: like uh, I don't know. It was strange. It was a, uh, you know, very like Twilight Zone, and just. The the I don't I don't know like the mind just doesn't really know how to deal with or, or I should speak for myself I my mind I didn't know how to deal with coming back to this town um like this it was the same town
0: yeah um <laughs> it feels eerie when nothing has changed yeah yeah uh,
1: yeah it was very eerie it was it was so strange and. But it it was it was weird how nothing changed, but
0: but so much changed. Yeah. It's a lot of the things when you go back, even we went back to Texas when we lived in San Antonio. We went back last year and Mm -hmm. nothing had changed, really. Like I still knew where everything was, knew how to get to places, knew, you know, we even went back and saw our old house and it was the same exact color exact color like you know you can't really paint your houses in the military but you know same color same everything and it was so weird to go back and say "Is this the same place I left yeah but the people are all different
1: yeah and that's what it is like it it's it's yeah I guess the space is sort of like a snap a snapshot of like a a point in space and time but the people like there's they're still like those same individuals but they've gone well, I, at least, you know, back when I came back to this town, it, they were the same individuals because it's, it's yeah. not like they they're, they weren't moving, right. you know?
0: It wasn't a military base.
1: Exactly. So they were the same, like, individuals, but they uh, they had all these life moments that I missed out on that changed them in some way. and Right. So, you know, I come back like, oh, I remember you.
0: Let's be friends again. Yeah.
1: But I don't. I remember them, but I don't know them anymore. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly.
0: And that's a hard feeling to, I guess, go around because you have to basically start your whole friendship again.
1: You really do. <laughs> you really do. And you know that's always hard, like just being the new girl. Yep. But at but at so many other places, everybody's kind of new. Yeah. But not here. <laughs> not <really laughs> it was just me. yeah that's me and another thing like this the administration was really making it difficult to like get my credits transferred and different things like that like trying to I was used to being you know in advanced classes and blah 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 but they were trying to say like all these things didn't transfer and their classes were different and I think that that's another thing that a lot of military families run into and I don't think that it's like talked about um, enough, if if at all, um, the challenges that people run into when they're going to a civilian school um, after like after transferring from one that's on base and from dealing with the school that understands that credits, you know, you, you might have to do a little bit of working around or like there's going to be and not everything is going to match up one for one, um, some institutions understand that and are willing to work with you and are prepared for that others do not want to hear anything they just want to put you in whatever class um and if my mom had listened to them I would have been behind like yeah they they were really trying hard to like mess up my academic career and so that wasn't fun either and it's never fun when you're like after going to so to like to so many schools at some point I guess you're like You're kind of thinking like, uh, is this going to be a difficult transition just with the school? You know, like you have all these other things to worry about, but then you have to think about your kids like credits. Like, is your kid going to graduate on time? Like,
0: Yeah. And I kind of had a weird transition, I guess, from a civilian school to a military school uh, since we were a reserve family. So going from a civilian school where I was going to be starting a gifted program and, you know, in all these advanced classrooms and going to Texas and I had to retest for gifted yes and I didn't even hit the marks for gifted and it's like I should have been a gifted student but because I didn't retest and hit the marks I was supposed to yeah then I was not so and then even moving to Florida it was hard understanding what my mom was doing when she said get a letter from every single one of your teachers saying that you are advanced and yes. you took these advanced classes and asked yes. for a copy of like um just like a copy of the um cover of your textbook
1: yeah like, yeah why I are we think doing we did this? the same thing yeah I think we did yeah. a similar thing like even between schools or um just just we had to make sure we had proof of everything
0: yes
1: everything
0: it was insane to have to do all of that stuff to you know just kind of prove that you have the knowledge right
1: and i ugh, i it just shouldn't even be like that like why not just let a kid try yeah like see how they do in the class
0: right and I then move agree. from there <laughs> yeah uh, so, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with No Greater Sacrifice, where we actually met, and your experience at Dartmouth. Yeah, Congratulations also by graduating. Thank you. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you. I'm very, it, it's nice to be done with that. <laughs> <Back after. laughs> uh, I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. So, you know, senior year in high school, I was applying to a lot of scholarships, Um I think a lot of them were for like state schools and I just knew that that wasn't for me. Um, Yeah. But I was having a hard time finding like other significant scholarships. And I don't know if my mom, my mom's really good at research. Um, I don't know if she found out about it or if someone told her about it, but she told me to apply to NGS and um, I, I had never heard of NGS at that time either, actually but, you know, I read about what they did and everything and it sounded like, oh, this this is exactly like what I was looking for, like what I needed, like, um, you know, like an organization that understands um, like the behind the scenes of a transcript. Like, you know, not that I always had, you know, like top grades and whatever, but um, I just, I wanted to be a part of I wanted, I wanted to be understood beyond my academics. Um, and the main way to, to do that, I think, was to be able to understand what it was like growing up the way that I did. Um, and I know you've, pro- you've probably heard me say a few things about it um, in DC. I was worried that I just wasn't gonna get accepted. Um, for the MGS scholarship, um, because my I haven't. I'm I'm very grateful and, and lucky to have all of my parents in my life still, um, and they they don't they don't have like extreme physical um, you know issues that are left over from their service, um, and. So I, I just, I wondered, like, like, I, I, I wondered because I, I think at the time NGS, like their scholarship, it was focused on students or children of, like, who have, like, lost their parents, you know, um, or whose parents have, like, significant, like, um, like health issues from their service. And um, my parents have. PTSD and, and, you know, like other connecting mental health issues. Um, but it's, it's nothing, not nothing. It's, it's not, uh, it's not the physical, um, and they're still here. And, um, and I definitely don't want to like underplay the mental health, um, aspect of, of like what it means to, to serve, um, and I do think that it's important, but at the time I I just remember being so like worried like like that that the scholarship wasn't for me or that I I might take it from someone else who like needs more help, you know? Right. Um but I was so I was ecstatic to hear that like, you know, I they awarded me with the scholarship and um and they've been at first, before Kelly joined on, Rebecca was like my point of contact. So, we've been emailing like all four years of my time at Dartmouth, which has been wild because she's been with me through a lot of ups and downs. And I I haven't met her until very until I graduated until we were in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was weird. Yeah. Um, but I it was it's been nice to see that they. How, how much they they care about the other like the the underbellies like the hidden side of um, a lot of the issues that service members deal with. Um, because I I know from my experience just how much that that has affected my my home life, their their mental health, just how much that has affected my home life and the way that I grew up. You know, like I said, it was great, and I wouldn't change anything. I don't think. Because I maxed that a lot, like, oh, if you if you could change anything or if you could grow up, like, normal, would you do it? And I don't think that I would. It was no. difficult, but uh, no, I don't think that I it would. It
0: makes kids, like, resilient and it makes exactly. us who we are. Like, exactly. if we grew up that normal way, we wouldn't be as resilient as we are today. We wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't have all these characteristics that we do have because of the military. I would, I would not be
1: the same person. And, um, you know, I'm still learning and growing, but I, I, I like, who, I like who I am right now, you know? Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I applied in GS and I was awarded the scholarship and they've just, um, I've been fortunate enough to not pay anything for school. And not many people can say that today at all, um, Especially with the talks of um, like student loan forgiveness that have been going on recently, um, I I always knew it was bad. But seeing people just put out how much money they owe, like in numbers on the internet, it's <laughs> really like, crazy. I could not imagine living with that weight. Yeah, I cannot imagine.
0: That's one thing my mom always told me and my sister. We were never going to take out a loan. My mom told me to the exact same it. thing. Yeah. yeah. My mom And told no me, matter like, what we had to do, we were going to make it work.
1: Exactly. My mom told me the, the exact same thing. And she tells my siblings that, too, like, as they're like, we're never going to do that ever. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm thankful for that, too, because so many I know so many other people at my school Um where it was like a given that they were going to get a loan
0: right you know
1: it was like a normal thing
0: especially going somewhere like dartmouth and being out of state that's another you know completely additive that you know student loans are almost a certain at that point
1: they are for for a lot of people um so like yeah at dartmouth um a lot of the students I, I can't remember the specific numbers of the statistics but quite a lot of them do come from families that can pay tuition in full like yeah and tuition is almost 80k it's crazy to just think about that i can't even i i i still cannot wrap my mind around it um so yes that's what i what i would be dealing with um and I, I, just, I, I just can't even imagine being able because I, I still I had a lot of challenges um, transitioning to a school like Dartmouth, academically, socially, and whatnot, but I just can't imagine just the added pressures beyond all of those things with thinking about how you're going to pay for school or how you're going to just thinking about all these loans. Yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to focus. That's one thing I'm so
0: grateful for. Like, we joke about it all the time. Like, you know, my dad lost his leg and it's like, thank you for losing your leg. Now, you know, I can actually go to school and not have to pay anything. Like, I couldn't imagine working a full time job, which I Mm -hmm. probably would be working a full time job, taking a full time load. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how I'd be doing it.
1: I mean, I know that you would make it work, but yep. it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be. I think you should be having fun in college. I think you can have fun and learn. Like, I yeah. think you can do all those things. But that would be so difficult, you know, if if NGS wasn't here. And my family, we joke about it, too. Like, um, you know, just <laughs> like, I know it's not, uh, it's it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? it might not, it might not be all that appropriate, but we joked about, <laughs> <laughs> about like my parents, like being crazy. Like, yeah. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, crazy parents are like a hundred K in student loans. Like, yep. <laughs> which would you prefer? Yeah. Like, it, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're working through it. It's, it's going to be okay. <laughs> At least I have my degree and I have no, no money. I'm not tied to anybody. Like i'm I'm free, you know, like, and that feels so good. yeah, it feels so good because now I'm free, right? I can um, like because I plan on getting to a point where I can help my family out like the most that I can like i I want my parents to have the best like care that they can get. If I had student loans, I just don't think that my brain could even I don't I wouldn't have space for that.
0: Yeah, because you you'd be thinking about student loans and how you're going to pay it off. Yeah, and it's like
1: impossible, really, for most people yeah. to pay off their student loans. you it's die impossible. with them. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people, like, because you know you're just going to die with them, they, they just say like, oh, well, I'm just not going to pay them. Right.
0: And you can get away with
1: that, but only for so long.
0: <laughs> They're going to come back and you're going to have to pay them at one point. They're going to find you. Yes. So tell me a little bit about the degree you got and what you're wanting to do because this is so unique about you, I think. <laughs> um, so I majored in
1: Black Studies um, at Dartmouth. It's The, the program is called um, African and African American Studies. Um, I'm probably going to be going to grad school, clearly. Um, but beyond... Or in addition to that, I'm I'm really interested in music and fashion. I'd like to model for a little bit and sing, um, make make my own music, um, which I am working on. I've I've always like written my own like lyrics and music. Um, it's just like the only instrument I play is yeah. my voice. Like that's that's what I say. So it's about right now. Um, just you know, I have I have friends who music here and there so it's i'm just trying to like learn what i can from them and you know hop on a track or whatever like whenever i can um and i've been considering like trying to find some um open bar nights or something like that or open mic nights um here in atlanta just to get more experience with that um and i'll be sending in some photos to some agencies soon um and you know, just hoping for the best because I, I, do, I, I just, I really, I really want to model. I love fashion, and I yeah. always have. Um, and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really into like media and art as well. So I think in grad school, I probably will continue to study um, Black studies, but I'm, I'm also really interested in philosophy um, in something called Afro pessimism um and like in 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 like black thought black being i'm really into like um hegel and heidegger who like he- heidegger's like this german uh philosopher who has has written so much i don't even know how one could do that on on just like the the nature of being um or like metaphysics and like um yeah, it, it's it, it's super like heady stuff. Um, but I I I would love to like have the time and the space um, to study that more and not have to worry about like being homeless. So I'm very thankful that because of my parents' service, I it will be um, very easier for me to go to grad school and then NGS. I believe they're also um, willing to help me with that as well. So. I'll be doing that after a little break um, and hopefully I can try and find a way to sort of um, meld like the black studies and philosophy with my music and my art.
0: Um, That's incredible. That's really awesome. So to conclude and wrap this up, what is one piece of advice you would give to any military child?
1: I think that one piece of advice I would give to any military child would be to find the light, like find the good in all the, in the crappy, the dark days. Um, I think there are a lot more opportunities um, in the life that, you know, that in some ways we are forced to live because of our parents. Um, I think that, it's good to talk to people outside of the military life and like see just how, how, how much like larger our worlds are and can be because of the, the connectedness and the interconnectedness that we do have. And the fact that like, you know, you will always have like that one person, but then that that other person is traveling and meeting all these other people and they're traveling, meeting all these other people. And like, so your network is just so much bigger than you can even imagine right now. Um, so yeah, I just I think it's and it's hard and it's easier said than done. But I I would just try my best to uh, instill in other military kids to like look at the bright side of the life that you know we should be grateful for. Yeah
0: that's awesome well thank you for coming on and sharing your story and your experience and all the best to you
1: thank you thanks for having me and it was so nice to see and like actually finally talk more with you and i wish you all the best as well and i'm very excited to see where your podcast goes and i will be sharing it with everybody i know
0: (laughs) well thank you you're welcome you're very welcome Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, review, and comment. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more podcast-related content. If you or someone you know is a military child who would like to be featured on the podcast, please send us a message to one of our social media platforms or send us an email to grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. For more information on No Greater Sacrifice, you can go to nogreatersacrifice.org or send an email to info at sacrifice.org. Thank you and join us back next week for another inspiring story.